The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. See, when people talk about these gaps, they only talk about the gaps that make it seem like there's some type of unfairness, but they leave out the other gaps that created the unfairness. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com.
You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella. One unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why corporate social responsibility is a farce. All right, so we've been laying out some farces here. So we address the farce of believe all women, which is nonsense. And we're going to address corporate social responsibility today, which is also nonsense. So before we do that, I remind everyone I send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point. As of this recording, is not actually working the way it's supposed to, but it probably will be by the time you hear this. My number is 305-384-6894. I call it the daily motivation. I send out one every week, also called the Monday motivation. Just text me at my number and we'll tell you your options once you get in or at least once we get it working. And so if you text me, you don't get a response. It's because it's not working right now. But by the time you hear this, hopefully by the time you hear this, it is working. So anyway, that's my text number. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the only place I do any coaching. If you want to work with me directly, that is the only way that it happens. That's the only place that I do it. And when you go over to workwhenyourgameuniversity.com, you can schedule a time to get on a call with us free of charge, where we can talk about where you're at, where you want to go. And if we see a way of possibly helping you, we believe you'd be a fit for what we're doing, then uh, we'll tell you what the next steps are. Again, right there at workwhenyourgameuniversity.com. Our four-part framework is based on mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability in that particular order. And wherever you are right now in your business, in your career, and in your life, if you are serious about going to a new level, another level that is way higher than where you are right now, then you're the type of person that we're looking for. If you're just looking to maintain and stay exactly where you are, you probably don't need our help. But if you're looking to go really far and much higher than where you are right now, and you know that your current process is probably not going to get you there in some way, maybe you have something going on outside of work that's going to hinder what you're doing at work. Maybe what you're doing at work is not quite exactly what you need to be doing. You know you need it to make a change. Go to work on your game, university.com. We got you covered right there. With that out the way, let's get into this topic, corporate social responsibility and why this is a farce. Now, let me read the definition first that I got from a website called Investopedia. It says, quote, corporate social responsibility is for a company to be, this is a quote, for a company to be socially responsible, it needs to be accountable to itself and its shareholders. Companies that adopt CSR, that's corporate social responsibility programs, have often grown their businesses to the point where they can give back to society. Thus, CSR is typically a strategy that's implemented by large corporations. After all, the more visible and successful a corporation is, the more responsibility it has to set standards of ethical behavior for its peers, competition, and industry. Now, that's what Investopedia says. And I'm going to give you a different definition. It comes from the Oxford Research Encyclopedia. And I want you to kind of listen to both of these definitions because I'm going to address all of this here today. Quotes from Oxford Research Encyclopedia. Corporate social responsibility, CSR, is a legitimate responsibility to society based on the principle that corporations should share some of the benefit that accrues from the control of vast resources. CSR goes beyond the legal, ethical, and financial obligations that create profits, period, close quote. I'm going to address all of this here today. And again, remember that the topic here today is why this whole concept of CSR is garbage. It is nonsense. And I just happen to be right now today in the midst of a, an ongoing conversation on X slash Twitter with a couple of 
people who we don't even know who these people are that they not sure they are they thems actually these are a couple of they thems that i've been engaging with really that's what they call themselves there's a person who i'm i just had sent a reply to been in, in a, a little back and forth conversation with this person named lauren who is according to lauren's profile 31 years old an illustrator comic artist writer and is non-binary their pronouns are they and them this is right there in their profile and has a website and is an author who pretty much writes books about LGBTQ stuff, gay stuff, or and a lesbian and gay and bisexual, transsexual and queer, and whatever other letters they're using these days, this person. And we're having a conversation, not necessarily about that, but I did ask the question in the last response I sent to him, I asked him, were they born with a penis or a vagina? So the answer is pending. All right. I know the suspense is killing you, but by the time this comes out, I will have gotten an answer from Lauren. Looks like looking at the picture, Lauren looks like I would. Where did I see their picture? It's not actually in their bios. Their bio is like a picture of a cartoon picture. But when I go to Lauren's website, there's another cartoon picture. Assuming that this is them, <laughs> their picture looks like Lauren is a man who decided to become a woman but didn't go all the way. So they kind of got lost in the middle. Thus, the they them part. I'm kind of being tongue in cheek with that, but that's what it looks like. If this is their actual picture, who who the hell knows? But the whole point is. Lauren and I and some other people in the LGBTQ community, I don't know how I ended up in this matrix of talking to these people. And we're not even talking about that. What we're talking about is work. And what I said to this person was we were having this conversation about economics and ethics. And they're saying that if a person has a certain job and the job is not providing enough money as far as pay for that person to pay for their entire lifestyle based on where the job is located, et cetera. And that means the job should be abolished and the job is bad and that the company is bad because they're exploiting people by doing this. This is their words that they have said. The people who control access to jobs, the only reason that they are who they are, entrepreneurs, because they have access to resources. They're not creating anything. It's the workers who do everything. This is the mindset that this person has expressed through their verbiage. And we've been having this ongoing you know, back and forth conversation. So it kind of fits perfectly with this topic of corporate social responsibility, even though this conversation I'm having on X, this has just been happening over the last like 24 hours from the date that I'm recording this. Although this topic of CSR that I'm going to address here today, I already had this fleshed out and was thinking about this weeks ago. So the universe is just working in uh, serendipitous ways here. So I'm going to address why the CSR, corporate social responsibility, which if I've had to put this into a nutshell, folks, the concept is saying that when a company generates a lot of resources, i.e. it makes a lot of money, it is socially responsible of the company to give to the community or to the people or whomever does not have the resources that they have, even though the company just went and created all these resources by doing the work, which everybody can see. Because when your company's big and it's making a lot of money, it's usually pretty visible what they're doing and how they're doing it. And CSR is a concept that says, because you have a lot of resources, it is your responsibility as a corporation to give back to other people. The verbiage in that is already faulty because a corporation does not get a whole bunch of money by being given to by others. It makes a whole lot of money by actually giving to others. And that's why others are willing to make the exchange of giving their money for the stuff. So let's take a company like Apple, which is a corporation. I own some stock in Apple, as a matter of fact. I give money to Apple. I give money to Apple through those of you watching this on video. I have on an Apple watch. I have two Apple phones on my desk that I'm using right now. I have an Apple tablet, I have an Apple computer. I got some Apple AirPods in my pocket. I've given a lot of money to Apple. That's what I just described there is probably close to $5,000 worth of Apple stuff. 
that I've given to Apple. I got an Apple credit card right here on my desk as well. I've given thousands of dollars to Apple. Now, do I believe Apple needs to give back to me? Do I believe Apple owes me anything? The answer is no. Apple owes me nothing. Why? Because we made a fair exchange. I wanted the phone. They said, okay, the phone is $1,200. I gave Apple $1,200. They gave me the phone. They don't owe me anything. I don't owe them anything. That is a clean exchange. So this, and if Apple does that a million times with a million different people, they're going to make a profit margin on every phone. What is this whole concept they have to give back? Who are they giving back to? Because nobody gave to them in the first place. So when the people had this whole concept of giving back, or those of you out there, some of you have resources as an individual, and you say, well, I want to give back to my community. Well, did your community put you in a position of success? Maybe it provided, maybe the community helped you become the person that you are. My neighborhood did as well, but it didn't make me who I am. So if I give to my community, I'm giving to them. I'm not giving back because they didn't give me this. They didn't put me here in the first place. I put me here. And if I want to give to them, I'm giving to them. But giving back is a misnomer because it is inferring that the reason that I'm here is because somebody else put me in this spot. So I owe them something back. That's not true. And with corporations, it applies the exact same way. The thing with corporate social responsibility, the reason that this exists and that it has legs is that corporations have a lot of people and often can fall into groupthink and they often can be pressured by activists, lobbyists and politicians because they are so big and because they may depend on government for tax breaks or certain laws being passed in their favors and things like that. That stuff can be leveraged to get them to, quote unquote, give back stuff that they never took in the first place. So that's how this kind of stuff gets legs where they can't do this to an individual, but they can do it to a company for that reason, because the corporate structure with so many people involved and this person knows this person and you got all these different relationships and these interconnected networks. And this is how this kind of stuff gains ground and gains steam. And this is how you get you know, people like they thems working in the military and getting woman of the year awards and all this nonsense and bullshit that I have talked about many times here on this show and will talk about more as the bullshit continues. Let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is why corporate social responsibility is a farce. Number one, your success does not mandate that you give charitably to others who have not created the same amount of success as you have. I'm going to repeat that. This applies to all of you. All right, so even though this episode is about corporate social responsibility, you do not need to be a corporation. You don't need to have an LLC. You don't even need to be an entrepreneur. All right, what I'm talking about here today is really about success. And the fact that because you have success and others have less success than you does not mean you owe them anything. That's the point here today. Let me tell you again the first point. Your success does not mandate that you give charitably to others who have not created the same success as you have. All of us need to be careful of this whole concept of giving back, which I just talked about in the intro. I have no problem with anybody who wants to give. If you want to give, give. If you want to give charitably, if you want to donate a certain percentage of your money, whatever and whomever you wish to give it to, go ahead and give. It's yours. You can do whatever you want to do with it. You want to give your time. You want to give your money. You want to give your energy. Give. But when you give, you are not giving back. You're just giving because the success that you created was not created by the people to whom you are giving. They didn't create your success. You're just giving it. You're not owing. You're not paying them back. You don't owe them anything. All right? You're not in the red with these people. All right, you're giving because you want to, right? Not because you have to. You don't owe these folks. You are choosing. There's a difference between these two. And these words, these semantics that I'm diving into here, this matters. Some people maybe listen to this and say, well, you're just going into the semantics and the details of the words. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's actually what I do for a living. I go into the semantics and the details of the words because they matter. The words matter. The labels we put on things matter. So there's a reason why I call this show 
the work on your game masterclass. I don't call it the work on your game podcast because there ain't no fucking podcast. You may listen to other podcasts and you see the stuff that they put out and the stuff that they talk about and the conversations they have. You see what happens over here. All right. I don't exist on the same plane as those shows. That's why I give it a different name because the words and the labels that we give things, they matter and they reflect in how we behave. So if I go to my old neighborhood and I build a community center, the Dre Baldwin Community Center, I'm not doing it to give back because that neighborhood did not put me in a position to build that community center. Right? You know how much building that community center will cost and how much I'm going to have to give to the local government and all the hands I got to shake and asses I got to kiss to make that thing work. All right. The community didn't put me in a position to do that. I did. So I'm giving it to the community, but I'm not giving back because they didn't give me a community center. So it's not like I got owed them one back. Everyone understand where I'm at? I'm giving because I'm choosing to, not because I have to. And this concept of corporate social responsibility is based on telling corporations that you have to give something to the communities or to the populations from whom you have collected money, Corporation X, simply because you have the money. Now, you collected a lot of money by selling stuff to us. Now you got to give back to us. That doesn't make any sense. That's double jeopardy. You're basically robbing the corporation. That's what this is. Any of you who works in corporate knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is somebody saying, all right, I've been giving money to this business for years. Again, it doesn't have to be corporate. All right, sometimes this happens in the hood. Environments that I come from, you see, you hear black people saying stuff like this all the time. Like, there's these Koreans who have a corner store in our hood, and they've been having that corner store for the last 20 years. They made thousands and thousands of dollars off that corner store. They sent their kids to college based off that corner store. And the only people they sell to is us black folks. And here they are doing good. And they got cars and houses and they got money and they sent their kids to college. And here we are still in the hood. They got to get back to the neighborhood because they've been taken from us all these years. That is bullshit. How'd they get your money? Because they sold you something that you wanted and you were willing to exchange your five dollars for that cheesesteak. And that's how they got their money. By doing the fucking work. Same way you make your money if you're making it. Again, this ain't about corporate. It can apply to corporate, but this applies to everybody. And this whole concept is based on, oh, you've created a lot of resources by doing work in front of me. And I watched you do the work. And now look at all the resources you got. Well, you got to give me some because you got all these resources. Like, motherfucker, you just watched me do all the work to create this situation that I got. Why didn't you do what I was doing? Instead of just watching me and complaining about what I'm doing, why don't you do what I'm doing so you can be in the position that I'm in? Oh, because that would require you actually doing some work. Oh, oh, that's the issue. It requires you actually doing something rather than complaining about what somebody else is doing. That's the actual problem here. And this whole thing comes from that. Where all of this is rooted in is in that. This group and this group both had opportunities to do something. This group did something and made the right moves and became successful. This group made the wrong moves and became mediocre, average or worse. And now you see the disparity between the two. And now you're like, wait a minute, how do they get all that? And we only got this. Y'all got to give us some. And the tragedy of all this is not that the mediocre and average and low level people are complaining that they're at the bottom. No, that's not the tragedy because that's normal. That's what happens everywhere in life. The tragedy is that the people who are at the top who actually did the work don't have the balls to say what I'm saying to you right now. That's the tragedy. That's the part that really annoys me. See, it doesn't annoy me when a mediocre or average person or a loser level person complains that they're losing. It bothers me when a person who did the work to win won't just stand in front of them and say, you stupid motherfucker, I was doing all the work while you was playing around doing nothing. That's why I'm here. And I don't mean I owe you something. If I want to give you something, I'll give it to you, but I don't owe you shit. See, if people actually had balls, that's what they would say. And I wouldn't even need to be recording this episode because so many people don't have balls and because they allow their balls to be chopped off and they bow to this bullshit. I got to come on here and say these things that I'm saying. So I appreciate them. And at the same time, 
I shake my head at them. If you get what I'm saying, I appreciate them because it allows me to create this content because if they were doing what I just said, then I wouldn't need, even need to talk about this. But because they don't have any balls, then again, that provides an opportunity for me. But if they did have balls, it might make society a little bit better. And I would just have to come up with some other material. I think I could figure something out. And I think my track record says I'd figure that out. So let's be clear. The only way a company, whether corporate or not, accrues money, only way a company makes money, any company, and this could be you personally, you're a solopreneur, you have a job. Only way you put money in your bank account is what? By giving value to someone who is willing to give you money for it. Isn't that how it works? You got a job right now. How do you get a paycheck? Why do you get a paycheck is the better question. Why do you get paid every week or every month or every two weeks? However often you get paid? Why do you get paid? Why does your company pay you? Because they have given you a job and they say, if you do this job, this is how much money you want to make. You do the job, you get the money. That is a fair, even exchange. Can a company come back to you 10 years from now and say, hey, Mr. Mike, you've been working here for 10 years. And according to our records, we have paid you $100,000 a year for the last 10 years, which means you have made exactly $1 million from us. And right now the company is about to go out of business. We are completely broke and insolvent. We're going to be out of business in a month. But look, we've given you a million dollars over the last 10 years. So how about you give us some of that money back? How about you give back to us and give us some of that money? You will laugh them out of the room, right? You will say, hell no, I ain't giving you no more money. I did my job and I earned my pay fairly. Why do I owe you something back? Why the hell can't you say the same thing to the customers who have bought from you? Business owners, corporate. Now, corporate is actually an entity in itself. So there's no one person who could say it. And, and this is, again, this is one of the reasons why this bullshit is passing, because there's no one individual person. See, a sole proprietorship or a business is owned by an individual person can look back at the people who are saying this nonsense and say, get the fuck out of here. That ain't even happening. Shut up. And this is why you don't have solopreneur social responsibility. You don't have entrepreneur social responsibility. You don't have individual person who makes money social responsibility. You got corporate social responsibility because you can pass this shit through when you got all this group thing and these large conglomerates and all these levels of bureaucracy where the bullshit can get passed and whitewashed. This doesn't happen with small companies where there's a head person who will stand up and say, like, that makes no sense. Somebody like myself. The only reason any of us makes money is because you are giving value to the customers and clients who are willing to exchange their money for the products and services that you offer. And again, you can do this as an employee. Your company is your client. You're the person who's doing the work and they're the client. They're willing to pay you for the service that you bring, which is coming to work and doing whatever the job happens to be. Right. It's not like the organization is simply taking money out of people's pockets against their will. You ain't doing it at your job, right? Any of you who's an entrepreneur, all right, have you sold anything this year? Okay. Do you just take money out of people's pockets or do they give it to you? Are they giving it to you? Because they want to, because you're giving them something that they want. So if I sell you a million dollars worth of goods and services over the next 50 years, do I owe you something because you've given me a million dollars? What I owe you is whatever it is that I told you I'd give you in exchange for your money. If I don't give it to you now, we got a situation. But if I gave you exactly what I told you I was going to give you and I told you the price and you agreed to it, and you gave me the money, then we're good. That's a clean transaction. Nobody owes anybody anything. That is a fair, even agreed upon exchange. Just because I have a million dollars does not mean I owe you anything back aside from what we agreed to and what I gave you in exchange for your money. Now, if I took your money and didn't give you what I promised, I did something dishonest. Again, that's a different conversation. But if I had a business in the neighborhood for 20 years and now I'm a millionaire from running my business, I don't owe the neighborhood something just because I got the money. I gave the neighborhood a lot already. All right. How the hell do I keep selling products off my shelves? By giving it to you and you've been giving me money. All right. We've been doing a fair deal the whole time. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at the big picture. and You're like, damn, they all the way up there. I'm still down here. How the hell did that happen? You should ask yourself that. 
What did you not do that I was doing? What did you do that I wasn't doing? Just because an entity has created a great situation for itself through business transactions, fair business transactions, does not mean it owes anything to anyone as a result of their own success. CSR is based on the opposite of what I just said, that just because you have it, you owe me. Actually, a lot of stuff is based on that. As a matter of fact, this is a another one of these. This is a woke idea. I'm not even called call policy is a woke theory. And wokeness is based on, by the way, because sometimes people this is one of the new talking points. When someone brings up the word woke is people don't even know what woke means. Well, woke is defined as being acutely aware of disparities and outcomes, specifically when it comes to race. That's what woke is about. And this is where this comes from. Corporate social responsibility isn't necessarily about race, but you will notice often the type of people who are talking about this and who they're targeting when they talk about it, even if they don't say it out loud. But if you are able to kind of extract it out of them, usually it ends up somewhere along racial lines or some type of, well, now we got gender. They're trying to conflate themselves. The LGBTQ trying to put themselves in the same group as black people. I completely reject that, that unless you happen to be black. But some white picket fence, white person who's LGBTQ trying to put themselves in the same group as black people as if we're all in the same boat. No, rejected. Get the hell out of here. No. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all in one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it, though. You don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now. And you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning you got to take all these different pills you don't even know what they are you can't remember what's what you don't even know what the ingredients are on these things say goodbye to all of that and try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first order go to drinkag1.com work on your game that's drinkag1.com work on your game check it out and start your journey to a healthier happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is why corporate social responsibility, i.e. CSR, is a complete farce. Number two. This is a social justice slash woke term that is based on someone having more being indebted to someone who has less. As I've made clear, I am fundamentally against this concept on the surface, fundamentally against it. Again, if you have resources and you choose to give of your resources, that is completely fine in your business. As long as you're doing it on your own volition, give to your heart's content. Or you can give it to me if you want to. But never allow anyone to make you feel 
as if you owe it to others who have less just because they have less. You don't owe it to somebody else because they have less than you. How'd they get there? That's a question you should ask. That's a question that you should ask. How'd they get there? It doesn't mean that their answer is going to disqualify them from receiving what you want to give. If you want to give to them, give to them, no matter what their answer is. The answer is I've been a fuck up for the last 30 years and I've been a drunk and a drug addict. That's how I got here. You can still decide to give to them if you want to. You have that choice if you want to. But I want to know, how'd you get there? How'd you get there and I got here? And they should want to know how you got where you at. I think that's fair, too. They should want to know how you got to where you are. I mean, because isn't the whole point of teaching a man to fish, not just giving a man to fish? Now, this is a bigger conversation, I understand, that we're not going to go completely into here today. But this is just things that I'm thinking when I hear people talk about this stuff. Just because someone has less than you does not mean you owe them something. And many people have this mindset. Many of you who are successful by the average definition, average income in America is somewhere between $45,000 and $60,000 a year, depending on who you ask. Many of you are way above that. Many of you making twice as much as that. Do you owe it to somebody else who's making an average amount just because? How'd you get to where you're at? How'd they get to where they're at? How'd that happen? While there is a disparity in resources between you and others, there's also a disparity in other things. See, people only talk about the surface points. This is something that I mention often when I'm holding these woke race hustlers and social justice hustlers to task, is that they only bring up the disparities that serve their points and fit the narratives they're trying to push, but they leave information out. Like, you know what other disparities there are? Look, there are disparities between me and the people who grew up in the same neighborhood as me, same block as me. They're people in my family. There are disparities between me and them. And some of you have these exact situations. And yes, there's this disparity in the resources you have or I have and the resources that they have. Right. Guess what other disparities there are that nobody ever brings up and that you might feel a little bit sheepish to bring up or somebody may call you an asshole if you point them out. But let's call a truth the truth. That's the reason why this show exists. Here's some other disparities that you should keep in mind next time someone tries to use that bullshit against you. What about the disparity in discipline? Is there a disparity there? Is there a discipline gap? Yeah, there's a wealth gap. There's an income gap. Is there a discipline gap between you and the average people who you used to know 10 years ago, 20 years ago, who you grew up with? Is there a discipline disparity? Yeah, some of you are laughing because you know there is. Is there an effort disparity? Is there an implementation disparity? I.e., you had access to information, they had access to information, you implemented it, they didn't, and here you are, and there they are. Is there a difference? Is there an application disparity, meaning applying what you were told? And a host of other disparities that I ain't even mentioning here that lead to that difference. Is this true or not? See, when people talk about these gaps, they only talk about the gaps that make it seem like there's some type of unfairness, but they leave out the other gaps that created the unfairness. My background is in sports. I'm an entrepreneur. I knew a whole lot of athletes growing up. And there is a gap between where I ended up and where they ended up in sports. But there are many gaps that that gap was created by me. But on the surface, it seems like, well, you got all that. They got this. That's an unfairness. So let even Kendi tell it. If we were different races, then he'd call it racism. If I was white, they would call that racism, right? By his definition, by literally the definition of his book. But he never brings up the discipline gap. Again, the application, the implementation, the effort, the studying gap. All of those things create differences between people too. But again, nobody brings those up because that would lead to something that most of these people never want to talk about because it would destroy their entire arguments. You know what that is? Self-accountability. See, if you focus on self-accountability, all of this bullshit goes completely out the window. 
Because the first thing we got to ask is not what's the gap between you and him. We got to ask, what have you been doing? Period. Forget about everybody else. Let's just look at you in a vacuum. Let's put you under the microscope. Where are you fucking up? You see, once we get clear on all that, now, see, there's nobody to point a finger at. Remember, folks, leaders look in the mirror, not out the window. So between you and another person who you were equal to 20 years ago and y'all ain't equal anymore. All right. Y'all weren't born with this big gap between y'all. There were some things that you did, often many things that you did that they didn't do. And even if. And some of you, this applies to you were born into or you somehow fell into, maybe you married into or whatever, into a situation that puts you in a more fortuitous position than someone else. Maybe that's you or any of you is in that position. Maybe your parents had money. Your parents, they did all the stuff that their peers didn't do, which by default, through no effort of your own, you ended up in a good situation because you were born into a family that set themselves up and did the work ahead of time. Let's just say that's your situation, right? That does not mean that you owe anybody anything. And I'm not speaking from personal experience. My parents, I wasn't born into, I don't have no trust fund. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I come from a lower middle class community. All right, we had roaches in the kitchen, mice in the house, and I'm a light sleeper to this day. I never knew what it was. You know, they say when you hear uh, sounds in the walls at night and they say it's the house settling. Oh, that wasn't the house settling. <laughs> okay. That's where I come from. All right. I'm telling you that to just make sure we're being clear. I'm not even from there. But if you are from there, all right, my son's going to grow up in a, a different situation. He's going to be set up in a different way than how I was set up when I was born. That's not a knock on my parents. It's just the truth. And that does not mean that my son owes it to any other kid who's his age when he gets old enough to understand. Doesn't mean he owes it to any other person who grows up and doesn't have the same situation that he has. Well, that kid, if he's looking at you, son, and he thinks it's wrong that there's a gap between what you have and what he has, what he needs to do instead of looking at you and me, he's going to look at his own parents and ask them why they didn't set him up the way my son's parents set him up. That's the question he needs to be asking. But nobody's going to ask that question because, again, that smells like self-accountability. And most people are allergic to that. So even if you fell into a situation that puts you in a better space, again, through no quote unquote fault of your own, that doesn't mean you owe it to anybody else. Sometimes that's just the way shit goes. All right. Sometimes life just happens the way that it happens for everybody. There are people who are born into situations worse than the situation I just described on my own who have achieved more success than maybe even me. Is this true? Of course it's true. There are people who didn't know their parents who still created success. There are people who didn't have a place to live, lived in shelters, didn't have, dropped out of school. I graduated high school, went to college, had both parents at home, always had food, clothing, shelter. The heat worked, had a meal every night. There are people who didn't have that stuff who had went further than I've gone. Uh, Should I look at them and say they owe me something? Of course not. I would never even consider that thought. Which means, what does all this mean? It means there's proof. That being born into a less than ideal situation is not a death sentence to success. You still have a choice. Unfortunately, many people take the easy route out, which is complaining and bitching and demanding that somebody owes you something rather than going out and getting it. But this show is an, an antidote to that bullshit loser frame of mind. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them, no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. 
I wrote a book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is corporate social responsibility is a complete farce. Number three, the entire concept of this social responsibility, this is a slippery term. The reason the term is slippery is because the definition gets moved as needed. And the definition gets changed as needed, also known as moving the goalpost. It means people just move the definition around based on whatever serves them in the moment. Anybody who wants to create a sense of guilt in another person, they just shift around the terms and the language and they play around with the words to make you feel guilty and as if you owe somebody else something else. Again, this is the stuff that y'all have to be aware of, hypersensitive to, and calling people out on their bullshit when they try to use it against you. Because they'll use it to guilt you into doing something that you don't even need to be doing. Social responsibility can pretty much mean anything that the person who is using the term wants to make it mean. Just like this conversation I'm having on X right now with these they thems, they're using the word ethics. They're saying ethics. Well, it's not ethical if a job, this is literally what this person is saying. They said if there's a job that pays a person a salary, but that salary is not enough for that person to take care of all of their needs, then the job is unethical. The job should be abolished because it's unethical. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever because that job gets abolished. Let's say I have a job where I pay someone $10 an hour and they can't pay all of their bills with just my $10, right? But this is their only job. So they're kind of struggling in a situation. This person saying the job should be abolished. Well, here's the problem. If that job gets abolished, a couple bad things happen. Number one, I don't have any staff because I'm not allowed to pay anybody $10 an hour. So I can never fulfill that role. Number two, and the reason I don't fulfill the role, because you say, well, Dre, you could just pay people more money. You could pay them $25 or $40 an hour. Well, the problem is the job's not worth $25 an hour. And if I pay someone $25 an hour who's only worth 10, then I'm losing money in my business. And eventually I'm going to go out of business because I'm paying people more than they're worth. So that doesn't make any sense. Economically, that makes no sense. That's debt to my business to pay $25 for a job that's only worth 10. That doesn't make sense. It's like if you're buying a house and the house is worth $100,000, but you pay $250,000 because the person who's selling the house needs the money. Would you do that? Of course you wouldn't do it. So why would you demand a business owner do it? Secondly, the problem is that person who is worth $10 in the marketplace, if the job is abolished and the only job they're allowed to get because the minimum wage has been raised to 50, that they have to be paid $50 an hour. The problem is nobody's going to hire that $10 person because why would I pay $50 an hour to a person who's only worth 10? That means I'm losing $40 every hour that they work. How many hours can I afford to do that? See, so what happens when the minimum wage gets raised is not that Everybody who's at minimum wage all of a sudden has more money. That doesn't happen, folks. And any of you who's been thinking that, wake up out of that dream. This ain't Sesame Street. What happens is a bunch of people who are not worth the higher rate, they have no job. Now they're unemployed because smart entrepreneurs, people like myself, say, this person's only worth $10. I'm not paying them 20 So you know what? They won't have a job. They are now in an unemployment line where they're making less than 10 So raising the minimum wage actually puts a whole bunch more people into unemployment simply because smart business people are going to say, okay, I used to have three employees. Now the minimum wage got raised. Now I'm going to go down to one employee. And that one employee who's actually worth the higher rate, I'm going to make them do everything. So the one person has to work harder to keep their job. And now the other two people who were working there are now unemployed, making nothing. 
That's what actually happens when the minimum wage gets raised. So all of you have been listening to your favorite politicians or social media influencers who, again, they know this, but they don't want to tell you because if they told you, then they wouldn't be an influencer because all their bullshit would go out the window. Now, this is what really happens. And this is what they won't teach you in most schools. There are some economics professors who will tell you this, but not all of them. So this is why you got to get your own education out here, folks. And this is, again, another reason why I exist in the marketplace. So I don't even like this term, social responsibility on the surface, because it's too slippery. It's not a clear term. And again, people can just move the goalposts with this and make it mean whatever they wanted to mean. I told you about this in an episode on disagreements just a few days ago. You need to make clear your context and then build a fence around that context so people can't keep moving the goalposts on you and change the subject based on what helps them be right in the moment. And the easiest way to make clear a context and build a fence around it is use a fucking dictionary. All right, this is the reason why I did that episode. The reason why I did this episode, let me tell you what episode that was. That was episode number 2385. Why the dictionary matters. Why the dictionary matters because it gives a clear definition of words. So the context is right there for you in the definition. And it builds a fence around a word because you can't make a definition mean something that doesn't mean. So to build a fence around a word and give it context, folks, doesn't mean you have to go do anything extra. It just means Use a word as as it's defined in the damn dictionary. It does all that for you. It's all built in for you. All right. There's a whole book. All right. It's called the dictionary. You can find it in your local library. You can find it. You can get a copy of it on Amazon. All right. You can even find it on Google dictionary. This is the one of the reasons why often on this show. Yeah, I just did it here today. I define words and terms before I start talking about them. So everyone knows where I'm coming from. So there's no confusion and nobody is going to move the goalposts on me. And a lot of these folks, these woke folks, these social justice folks, these people throwing around words like ethics and social responsibility, these slippery terms that can mean pretty much anything based on where they want to take the conversation. You'll notice that they often don't give a context or they'll change the context as necessary so that they can just be really, really slippery. These are reptilian like individuals when it comes to conversation. That's what they do. They're just really slippery. And they'll just move stuff around to serve their needs moment by moment. And I would love to have one of these people right here on the show, right here on this platform. And we can have an open conversation. And I will love to demonstrate for you me picking their bullshit apart right in front of you. Maybe one of these they thems will come on the show. So this they them that I was talking to at the top of this episode that I referred to. If they keep engaging with me, I'm going to ask them to come on my show. And that'll be a great conversation. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> So anyway, you need clear, objective definitions of things. All right. When this term social responsibility this is not clear and it's not objective, it's very subjective, meaning each person can have a different definition of what that means. Stop 10 different people on the street and say, what does social responsibility mean? You're going to get 10 different answers. That means it's subjective. I mean, each person gets to choose what it means. I don't like using words where everybody gets to choose what it means to them. I am not in the business of redefining things. That's another thing people are doing these days. Some people who I like and respect have some things where they've redefined terms in order to fit whatever it is that they wanted to put out there. It's not always done in a malicious way, but there are some people who have also done it in ways that if you take away that redefinition, they don't even exist. Now, Ibram Kendi, in his book on how to be an anti-racist, his thesis is creating a brand new definition for the word racist that he just made up. He just made it up. He said right, his whole career is based on this redefined term of racism. When you look at the definition of racism and how he uses racism, they mean two completely different things. But with the acceptance of that redefinition, his whole career is built. Take that away. He's nobody. Look it up for yourself. Read the book. 
I suggest you read it. I read it twice just to make sure I saw what I thought I saw in his book and did a four part series on it, by the way. Any of you who haven't heard that and anti-racism series episodes that was starting to episode number 1788. I did a four part series on it because it was so much to say. I had to break it up. So this is another reason why I don't agree with these. Again, anything that is subjective, I don't like using these terms in conversation, especially things when people disagree. And I believe it is designed that way to make it easy for these salamanderous like people to slip around you and not be held accountable. With that said, let's recap today's class, which is why corporate social responsibility, CSR, is a complete farce. Number one, your success does not mandate that you give charitably to others who have not created the same amount of success. You don't owe someone success just because you have created success. This whole concept of giving back is a misnomer. You are not giving back once you become successful because people you're giving to did not make you successful in the first place. They may have contributed in some ways, but the success was created by you, not by them. So you're not giving back. You're just giving. And there's nothing wrong with that. Point number two, this is a social justice slash woke term that is based on someone having more being indebted to people who have less. You are not indebted to someone just because you have more than them, regardless of how you got it. You are not indebted to another person. And again, people who have less. And this is the majority of people because most people are average by definition and most people are even lower than average. In general, there are only a few people, relatively speaking, at the top of success. So most people are below. So any of you who is at that level or you will ascend to that level, you have to be very careful of people using the guilt of your success against you and saying that you owe it to other people just because you're successful. No, you don't owe anybody anything. All right. Were they doing the work with you when you were making yourself successful? No. You know they weren't because if they were, they would be successful with you. Now, the reason that they're not is because you were doing things that they didn't do. All right, there's a wealth gap, but there are also a bunch of other gaps that lead to wealth that nobody ever talks about. And point number three, the entire concept of social responsibility is a slippery term whose definition can be changed as needed, and that's why I'm not a fan of it. I don't like these subjective terms where people can just move the goalposts and change the definition to fit whatever point they're trying to make in the moment. Again, these salamanderous, slippery people, this is what they do. You'll notice that they do this all the time. They move the goalposts, change definitions of words in order to make themselves right. We focus over here on accuracy. And reason and one way we're able to focus on accuracy is that we give context and we clearly define and build fences around the things that we're talking about. Simple way to do this, folks, is a book that's been out for a long time. It's called The Dictionary. Use it. All that said, text me. So you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game university. Only place to work with me directly. That link is down below in the description. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. 
I'll see you inside. Again, that's workonyourgameuniversity.com. I don't know if you noticed, but I drink a lot of water. Aside from the AG1 I take every day and my protein shake, I drink 200 ounces of water every single day, which is a lot of water. So if you're like me and you're tired of dealing with plastic bottles and you're craving a better way to quench your thirst because you're tired of ingesting plastic that comes from drinking out of a plastic bottle, because that's what you're doing, by the way, if you didn't know. I want you to say hello to Aqua True, the coolest reverse osmosis water purifier out there. With Aqua True, you can say goodbye to those plastic bottle woes because you know what happens when you get done with that bottle after you get done drinking plastic. It ends up in the ocean. It ends up in landfills. It just ends up hurting the environment. So how about we stop doing that? No more wasting money. No more environmental guilt. Just pure, refreshing water whenever you want it. So you can sip on goodness without that plastic mess in the process. And guess what? As a special treat, you're going to get $100 off of any of AquaTrue's awesome models. That's whether it's the AquaTrue Classic, AquaTrue Connect, AquaTrue Undersink, or AquaTrue Carafe. You'll be sipping smartly and saving money. So think about this. No more lugging those heavy cases of bottled water. You ever see somebody walking around with it in the elevator or going up the steps with a big case of bottled water? You don't need to do that anymore. You can stop drinking plastic because it's not good for you. No more worried about hitting chemicals that's in that plastic or in your tap water. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technique zaps away contaminants, giving you pure, tasty hydration right there in the comfort of your own home. So when you are ready to upgrade your drinking game, which you should be right now, based on what I just told you, head over to workonyourgame.com slash AT. That's for AquaTrue. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and explore the AquaTrue lineup. You're going to get $100 off any filter you decide to get involved with because great water should not cost an arm and a leg. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT. Workonyourgame.com slash AT. Quench your thirst the AquaTrue way and enjoy the freedom of pure, refreshing water, hassle-free. Get your Aqua True today.